You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Yeah! What the fuck is this? That's the one. Yeah! Everyone's watching the sports as they are played. Many a wager into. That's gonna be 3 0 for me this week, baby. Vegas Paul. Everyone's hoping the team will win tonight. When will our trash teams get it right? Get it right. The Crips and Beers and Record on New Sportscast. Yeah. What the hell else do we have to do? PJ and TM drunk on the big sportscast. I'm drunk. Yeah. We're gonna talk some shit and you can too. Just dial 708 3168822. Get your take heard on the show. Let's smash some beers and go! Yes! Welcome, everybody, to the Binge Sportscast, special Thursday edition of the Binge Sportscast. I am PJ, and as always, joined by my co-host, my BingeCast co-host, Mr. Hey. TM. TM, what's going on, man? What's going on? You almost forget what show we were doing there. Yeah, I did. Well, we had to, you <laughs> so know we had busy. to take a so busy lately. <laughs> yeah, we took a we took a hiatus because we had to recover for four days after recording a six hour binge cast this past weekend. That's right. That's right. I'm like Tuesday night. I'm like, all right, we're gonna do curb commentary followed by sports cast, and then I'm like, I can't do sports cast tonight. And then we push it to Wednesday. I was going to do Wake and Bake, and then sports cast. I had to cancel both because I was sick, and I'm just like, yeah, I could just uh, take this all back to late Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> and my week has been falling apart. <laughs> yeah, and my, my liver needed a break. I mean, it had been, you know, I had done birthday weekend to Thanksgiving week, and I've, I don't know if I took a night off. So well, here we are. Yes, no, it's not a horrible thing, except that I might die next week. But I'm back on the mend. You know, I'm doing good. And um, we got some news to talk about. We had some big baseball news this week come down. Uh, not going to talk much on the NFL from this past week. Uh, but we're going to answer some voicemails. You guys all called in, which was great. And um, I'm going to make our picks and kind of get out of here. Short, sweet, and uh, get back to our reg- regularly scheduled program next Monday. Um, um, wrong. I have oh. to correct you there. Next Monday, we will be not recording because it is Patriots at Bills, and I will be in the trenches with my wife that night. So. Oh, shit. Man. But I think we should wait till Tuesday anyway because that is probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I let's, yeah, let's take it in and then we can record Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't know what my team's going to be doing, but, you know, we got to wait for them to finish out uh, their game against the Vikings, too. So let's not forget about that. You know, those, <laughs> those, indiv- those division rivalries, yeah. you never know. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Lions got to win at some point, right, Chad? Let's go. Let's go. 
Well, TM, to keep this timely, let's uh, let's do a little uh, baseball roundup and uh, let's kind of yeah, get baby. Into that. So we had uh, on our last show, TM, we we kind of alluded to or hinted about the collective bargaining agreement um, coming to an end and them not coming to an agreement and kind of how that was going to affect free agency. And we definitely saw that this week. This was like, you know, Christmas in July or Christmas in December, whatever. Uh, They... The, the amount of moves that were being made in the short span of three days, you know, or the last week was, was pretty incredible. But then we also didn't see some of the big names drop. So it's going to be very interesting kind of kind of what happens over the next couple of months here. Um, what is the what is the New York media take on it right now? I know. So Carlos Correa is one of the big name free agents who did not sign a contract before um, – the CBA was up for this past year. And mm-hmm. I know there was rumors about him going to the Yankees were, were there, and, and maybe even some false rumors about him, you know, coming to an agreement. What is the, what is the overall thought process of Yankees fandom? And then your Mets, like, you know, we talked a little bit last well. week about Scherzer and uh, Noah Syndergaard getting, uh, you know, picked up by the angels. Um, What's the the temperament of the New York fan base right now? Well, um, Yankee fans are extremely annoyed, frustrated. Their team hasn't made any moves, while the Mets are, you know, basically buying a whole new team. So Yankee fans are not happy. Um, You know, sports radio was dominated today by the lockout, and it's some of the most boringest shit that you could absolutely listen to. Um, it's all speculation, but a lot of the Yankee- right? It's like, well, what if they don't do this? And what is this? And, you know. Yeah, just people calling up and, ref- you know, they're just, uh, you know, as far as the calls, it's just people calling up and saying, oh, rich people arguing with rich people about how, you know, both of them need to be richer. Meanwhile, we pay this for the games and blah, blah. It's really, it's really just a bunch of bullshit. But leading up to, you know, just every day before today has been just – you know, Mets jubilation and Yankee fans saying, like, what the fuck? Now we better sign Bryant, uh, Correa, and every, you know, basically everybody left. Better be a Yankee now, you know. So fuck off. I mean, deal with it. Fucking deal with this shit every year and twice before, you know, it's like this time of year in the preseason and then you freaking every trade deadline they get people. So too bad. Now there's another. There's a new kid in town. Suck it. I am extremely excited. It's funny because I feel like we had this conversation not last December, but this off season about the Mets, and then you guys took a dump. But yeah. hey, you know it happens. I saw Stroman. Stroman was the Marcus Stroman was like the last domino to fall uh, yesterday before the the deadline was up and. Uh, other than that, you know, we we texted a little bit about Scherzer's uh, massive deal with the Mets. You know, three year with one forty something like that. Yeah, I think it's like three for one thirty, forty three a year. Yep, yeah, three for one thirty. So, which you know, I I said, I mean, hey, for 
for three years. Like, who cares what you pay him? It's exactly it's in. All right, that's in the whole out, thing. Our right? owner, our owner doesn't care. Right, pay him what he wants, and then get rid of him <clears> when he sucks. And that's essentially it. There was I don't know if like this information's traveled all the way to to your market, but there was a a part of the deal where he wanted four season ticket, like you know, incredibly like just a sick location, four tickets for all three seasons. Yeah. Um, and oh, so you did hear about no, that? No, no, I guess it, it could it have did. been a deal breaker or something. It's like, dude, just give them the seats. Yeah. Geez. Which they did. But I mean, in the past, just, that's the kind of shit that would end a deal for the Mets. Let's do let's do the math. How much? I mean, how much does that fucking cost? Eighty games yeah, who times cares? four. So twenty times. I don't know how much are the tickets. A thousand dollars. Even if the piece? tickets are, yeah, I was gonna say, even if they were ten thousand or twenty thousand for the four of them, it's still nothing compared yeah, to is, what they're paying them to pitch. Yeah. Yeah. How about um, now? The funniest part about all this to me, as a Met fan, is that it was their. Uh, you know, assumed. Assumed um, is that a word? Assumed. Yeah, is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was no. Okay, so it's the you know apparent. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Their apparent attempt to re-sign Stephen Matz, who I absolutely can. Oh my god, dude! Greg from Succession is courtside at the Garden tonight. They just oh, showed him, amazing. and he, it's fucking amazing. Um, so that's right, by the way. I'm watching the Knicks. I'm not watching football. Ugh. That tells you what I think no. of tonight's matchup. Ugh. But um, okay, anyway, so they, they attempted to get Matt's back, which would have absolutely driven me insane because I hate him on many different levels. And so what happened was he ended up going to sign with the Cardinals. And I don't know if it was less or the whole story was that you know, the Cardinals made him a better offer and he didn't, they didn't even come, the agent didn't come back to the Mets and say, hey, the Cardinals offered us this, you know, you want to do better. And so Steve Cohen took to Twitter and was like, I, this is the most, you know, irresponsible and like pathetic job by someone in the in a professional field, like this whole weird like tweet. He's really bad with the tweets actually. But, uh, and from there, Black Friday happens and we get Marte and Carrasco. Is it Carrasco? I don't even know who these guys are, but I haven't heard a bad thing about two. I know who Marte is, but, yeah, um, you know, so you make those three signings and then Scherzer. So it just makes me laugh. It's like, wait, we didn't get Matt's and that's what set this in motion. (laughs) Like, awesome. It's the, it's the best play Matt's has ever made for us. And that's, I mean, stinks. that's great. Yeah. And that's the thing with baseball too, is there's so many names out there of guys that are, you know, not superstars, but really, really good players that are the guys that turn your teams around, right? They're the guys and they're the guys that you sign off of the scrap heap from another team who has been sitting, waiting to get his chance that come and, you know, turn out to be your fifth hitter, you know, a, a power hey, you know, that happens right fielder. And yeah, and your latter description there example is what happens to the Mets all the time. Like, and a great example of that is Justin Turner. Right. You know, Justin Turner was on the Mets for like he played for several years. They didn't want to give him three years. He goes to L.A. and I mean, I don't know if he did roids. He looked like a completely different player once he got out there. But still, you know, he became a uh, a slugger in the league, and it's just like, dude, you couldn't pay this yeah. guy like three years, ten million, yeah. or whatever it was. No. Just yeah. you know. And that's what you see all these signings, you know, these guys that are, you know, you see these huge contracts. So you had C- Corey Seager 
with the Rangers pulling in 325 over 10 years. Uh, you had Scherzer's, you had Robbie Ray getting a big contract. Obviously, we talked about um, the Tigers signing ba- Javi Baez. Baez. Yeah. And and then but then you see all these, you know, random kind of role players that it's, you know, one year ten mil or, you know, three years twenty eight mil. But those are the guys that make and break your teams, you know. Unless you're yeah. in that position where you need that one guy to to take you over the hump. So it'll be very interesting. Um as far as the, the collective bargaining agreement, I mean, who knows? You know, I know the big fight right now is is players fighting for a lot of the young players i know they want to have max uh, free agency or max timing in in the minor leagues right so if you're in the minors for five years or whatever you become a free agent um and also to have some of that trickle down money to the young guys because essentially they can pay them whatever the fuck they want for as long as they're there right and i I remember seeing a seeing a tweet or maybe it was a maybe it was like a i don't know quote from I think it was Mike Trout saying, you know, baseball is a weird game. You go from eating ramen 80 days a year to making 100 million, you know, like that. And it's true, right? And because even guys that are called up that are in the pros or, you know, on the make it to the league, the big show, uh, you know, it takes them a while to, to get that contract. They've got to prove themselves to get that contract. So it's a tough road, man. I don't know if I'd ever want to be a. A mate, uh, like a a minor leaguer. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's who's trying to 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 make it in the bigs. You know, there were guys in the yeah. Tigers organization that had been in the league and they were thirty two years old and they'd never, you know, they'd been called up a couple times, <clears throat> but they never permanently came to the league. Being a minor leaguer for ten years of your life. Ugh, I don't know, man. Yeah, that one player. There was one pitcher from the Braves bullpen this year that had like a. Long career in the minors. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it was like your late thirties. Forget. Come on, that's your boys. You should know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Right. So it's yeah. Ed, Eduardo Escobar, Mark Cana. I don't know who that guy is, but uh, and then Marte was that was the three that one day. Apparently, all three of them are like great clubhouse guys, real gamers and stuff. And that's what the Mets needed. The Met. I mean. The core we've been, you know, I've been rooting for since 2014, 2015. Like, it's just stale now, you know? Yeah. Well, and then Conforto's you brought in... gone. I'm not upset Conforto's gone. I'm not upset Syndergaard's gone. I mean, he pitched like two innings last year. So everyone's like, you know, and, and honestly, nobody cares now. So yeah, I was going to ask you, what, of getting a... what was his deal? Because I saw his, his contract with the Angels, because he went to go play with the Angels. It was like a one-year deal. So he was hurt? Yeah, Tommy John and... Gotcha. Yeah, he's gotcha. been hurt coming for back, a few years. Yeah. All right. So well, we gave him the qualifying offer, and he took two thousand two million more to go there. So. He said he wanted All right. To play good luck. Trout, right? Oh, give me a break. No, that tweet that happened after he signed. Right. That that course. that shit pissed me off. After you sign, like, you suck the dick. You start <laughs> suck the dick. Right. Exactly. Must have been some press conference. He was under the table the whole fucking time. Uh, goodbye, right, Noah. Yes, yes. Let's he, get he off baseball. Be, it's Thor, bro. He just wants to go get like Disney money or something. Hey, Who knows? Go get, get a job when he when he when he burns out or he doesn't come back and go get a job at Avengers Campus at Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. 
All right, let's uh, All let's right. let's get moving. Let's uh, let's move on. Real to, quick, uh, one 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 oh. last comment: oh. the Mets will sign Bryant, and they will sign Buck Showalter as their manager. And we're gonna Ooh, kick there some you ass. Go. So Chris Bryant, man, there he's the next after the shortstops. He'll be the next one. Yeah. And then the Braves. Yeah, no yeah, sign. I mean, now we got to wait for the, the new CBA first. Yeah, that is the craziest part is that all these guys, it's not that they have to wait, but it could be February by the time it's all said and done. Because they can't do well, anything. No, I, do, I do believe they have to wait now. Yeah, I mean, they can't even. They can't go to the, like the team facilities. facilities. Right, yeah, they got to use their, they have to hire their own trainers and stuff. Yeah, which half of them probably do anyway, you know. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, they're not hanging out at the facilities in December. Right. Yeah, they're not hanging out in Detroit when it's snowing in 30, when they can be in Arizona or Florida for the next three months. <sighs> All right. Well, All right. that was fun. Baseball We're not going to do an NBA up. segment here. We're not going to do an NBA segment here, but I got I to say something. This I've been watching a lot more of this sport because the Knicks are good, and it's – it's a great time watching Nick games, but let me tell you, man, these guys with the, every fucking play, they got to friggin' complain about a no call. I, I mean, yeah. Jesus. Yes. I mean, don't you, it's like the games are more fun when you let them play. <laughs> these guys are just like every fucking play. And the Knicks are a very loose group. Like they, they, they play like, I don't want to say like discombobulated, but they're just all over the place. It's a lot of run and gun stuff. And, you know, you're not going to get the calls all the time when you're just fucking flailing all over the place. Like, I, I, I call this other podcast a lot, and I'm always, I always, like, reiterate on the same point. I'm like, can these guys just learn how to control their bodies and stop, like, falling all over the place? It's crazy. Yeah, it's... But the Garden, the Garden rocks, and this is, this is an amazing game. They were down, like, 21 points in the first half. They're down three right now with nine minutes to go. That's the biggest problem between college and the pros right now is that the college game can be extremely sloppy. And then you get to the pros and they're amazing, right? They're amazing athletes, amazing basketball players. But yeah, like you said, they flail and flop and complain. And it's just, it's hard to watch. Uh, so it was Knicks Nets the other night and uh, Burks on the Knicks did a pretty blatant flop. And Durant was literally like, first he yelled at the ref saying, yo, that was an effing flop. And then he ran back to the other side of the court and went right in front of the, in front of Burks and was like, you stop flopping. <laughs> like, cause when Durant plays, it's like he controls. I mean, he's probably the best. I would think he's the best player right now. Like single on the court when he's on the court, you yeah, know, like no matter the who they're playing, I think player, he's the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you, you could just tell his demeanor. He's just like looking at the Knicks going, yo, stop flopping, bro. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I agree. And I'm a Knicks fan. Oh, it's so good. Any, anywho. Anywho. Well, that's Basketball Roundup, everybody. There you go. All right. We got two sports done in 10 minutes. Yes. Just kidding. All right. Uh, let's get to these voicemails. We'll uh, see kind of where that leads us for the NFL, and then we'll uh... – We'll, we'll make some picks, and I want to I want to hear where we're at, TM, because you had another rough oh, yeah. week. <laughs> it's not in the way that you tweet us. It's not on the Facebook messages. It's not in the way you've been locking PJs. Stop being assholes. It's not in the way you 
Sportscast, what's on your mind? 708-316-8822 Call the line Tell the Sportscast what's on your mind 708-316-8822 That's the one. (laughs) Uh, I may have uh, preemptively played that because I don't know that all of these voicemails are NFL. They typically are, uh, but we usually let these voicemails run the show, lead the show, guide the show. Surely. Well, let's see. The Jets won last week, so we'll probably got a Goudreau call. Um, Chad had on online to us denounced his team and said he's out again. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, but if he, you know, if he got a good look at that NFC playoff picture, he'd probably stay. You know, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he's going to be watching Sunday. Has he made a wager? Tried to make a wager with you yet, or is he staying no, away from that? I haven't heard anything uh, as of yet. I mean, maybe he feels sorry for me, which you know, because I mean, there's no way I'm going to make a wager with him. But. Um, <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, the Lions are. We're not going to talk about them. Hey, listen. If he that. thinks the Vikings suck so bad, tell him you'll take Minnesota. He can have Detroit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, uh, I don't even. I don't know who this is. So let's let's listen to this. And uh, this person called three times. Three times. Oh boy. And actually. It's three times in a row, but they're all very. They're like different times and different days. So. Interesting. Hey guys, listening oh, to the sports cast. Yes, I've been absent. I do apologize. I know how much you guys miss me. Um, no, I did not watch the Bills game Sunday. Uh, our living in the Midwest, we did not get it on our TV. So I did not get to see it. And I'm thankful for that because yeah, I would have had no voice left. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Bills right now. Allen is regressing. I do agree with that. <laughs> I think um, with all the Super Bowl favorites, it's gone to their heads. And they need to get their fucking heads out of their ass. Yes, I'm very angry. Um, other than that, that's it. We gonna get high. <laughs> All right. So that was obviously that call was made prior to Thanksgiving. That was Tuesday, Tuesday before okay. Thanksgiving. Yes. All and then right. she actually called back that night. It looks like. So let's let's see let's see what it says here. Hey guys, it's me again. I've been listening to the bench cast. You're on that part where you're talking about family members not keeping their mouth shut. I, I see it both ways on this, and shut up. I know you're laughing. Um, it would be very hard as a family member if your spouse, son, daughter, whatever, brother is being put down or whatever on social media and for you not to say anything. That That would be extremely hard. But 
on the other hand, as a NFL wife or whatever, uh, you you almost have to hold yourself to a higher standard and just let it go. If I were them, honestly, I would get off social media completely so I wouldn't see it. And then you wouldn't have to comment. Sorry, just wanted to get my two cents or whatever it's worth. Uh, that's it. Hopefully I'm done calling in. We'll have to see how the Bills game goes on Thursday. We're going to get high. <clears throat> All right, so we talked. That's not our show. No, that is our show. It took me a while. She's I was like, what is she talking okay, about? Okay. It was um, – we had talked winners and losers last week or two weeks ago. And – or last, it was last week, or last show, and it yeah, was I remember the conversation. But I was like, the, "Did we talk about that with Lola?" No, it was about the wives, and we had brought up um, Kelly Stafford throwing a pretzel at somebody, yes, and Baker Mayfield's wife. It was after that. That's what it was. It was kind of after that. I think the Browns game that it was really a a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I I I understand that you want to that you want to defend somebody talking about you on social media. But if you're in the, if you are an NFL player, or you are a celebrity, a Hollywood celebrity or somebody that's in the face of everybody else. The reason why you're making the money you're making, you just have to suck it up. I'm sorry. Or just don't go on social media. Right. Which is kind of what she said, yeah. but uh, yeah, man, that that's right. You're not, it's it's like those platforms you're asking for it if you go on there and you have to realize that you are not on the level of of the majority of the people on there you're you're a celebrity you're that's exactly right what you're saying i think so and hey and if you and you're going to then be ready for the repercussions yeah yeah there's a lot of these athletes are young so I kind of sometimes want to give them a pass because it's like, I remember how I was when I was in my early twenties or stuff, but that's why the answer is really just stay off it. You know, I mean, I could almost imagine a, a, a day not too far from now where teams are like, okay, you're going to sign this $300 million contract and you're going to delete your Twitter, Facebook and Instagram immediately. Right. You know, and that's, that's it. Or you're, or you're not going to get this money. Yeah, well, it's like they. It would be nice. It would be nice for that shit to all just go away, honestly. (laughs) They have that rookie, the like the rookie camps, or or not even camps, but like, I don't know, rookie seminars, telling them how to save their money and how to invest, and you know what to do with social media. It's like they need to ingrain that into these guys' heads to, and probably their wives too, I guess, or their fathers, because that was the other thing. And the best part about it was, I think, since that point. We had the Browns game where Kareem Hunt's dad then came out criticizing Baker Mayfield again. It was it was OBJ, and then it was Kareem Hunt, and it's like the guy can't win. I mean, the guy sucks, but, you know, his team's not helping it much. No. All right. Uh, Jared, he did call back, and this is after the game on Thursday, so let's hear what she got. This is pretty short. Here's your third fucking call, Chad. Fuck off. We gonna get high. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh boy. Oh, I love it. I love it. For those of you not involved, the uh, Binge Fantasy uh, Football League uh, Facebook chat group can be quite an interesting and exciting place. <laughs> I feel like that had to have something to do with that. I think you're absolutely right. Yes. <laughs> there was lots that lots that happened um, between, I don't know, people not starting guys and this. and I spend, by the way, speaking of the binge sportscast fantasy league, I spend more time in that league just trying to – put a lineup together than I do in the leagues that I'm actually still in it. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Cause now I have Michael Carter from the jets is now on IR and I'm like refusing to drop Derek Henry because by some miracle, if he comes back in like weeks, week 16, I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be there, but I also don't want to give somebody else a chance to pick him up and right. have him for the finals. So all my IR spots kind of the, are gone. It's kind of the same reason I'm hoping holding on to Ridley in most of my leagues. Me too, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, nah, this guy needs to just sit on IR. That's where he belongs. He doesn't belong in the pool. Yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting for sure. And then last week, I remember how we talked on the binge cast about setting your lineup. I had forgotten come 2 o'clock on Sunday and had to make some moves. And it didn't hurt me in the long run. It didn't really matter. But. Uh, I think uh, somebody went off. I don't know who it was. Anyway, nobody cares. All right, let's move on. There we go. What's going on, SportsCast? Hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I uh, just want to give my quick thoughts on you know the weekend, watch the Jet game. Uh, I'll say this. This is my my perspective. You know, I called this team out consistently for their poor defense. And I said I wanted to see improvement, and that's exactly what I got. I don't give a shit about the opponent. All I want is this team to be competitive and to win as many games as they can because that's how you build a culture, and that's how you cultivate a thriving program down the road. They shut the Texans out in the second half. It was 14-3 to towards the end of the season. Then the Jets put up 18 unanswered to win the game. Wasn't pretty. Zach Wilson didn't look great, but he hasn't played in a month, so I'm not going to crucify him or anything like that. So I'm pretty happy. You're going to play who's on your schedule, and these are the kind of games the Jets routinely lose. So progress is progress, I guess. We went from 0-11 at this point last year to 3-8, and so any progress is good progress as far as I'm concerned. And the win didn't hurt our draft stock all that much because right now we're picking – Picks four and five based on what happens with Seattle tonight. Go whoever they're playing. I think Washington. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. It wasn't pretty, but the defense got five sacks. They shut them out in the second half, and the young guys stepped up. And that's all I can ask for. And it's also nice. looks like this Elijah Moore kid. We finally have a receiver that the Jets drafted who looks like the real deal. He leads all rookies over the past five weeks in yards. So, yeah, good progress. They'll probably lose to you, but it is what it is. I had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you guys did too. Bye. Uh, Goudreau, is there anything... For the most part, fans are dumb. Is there anything like that, that anybody wants to hear less than about the Jets and the Texans? No offense to your team. Maybe, maybe the Lions and the uh, the Bears, but... 
No, hold on though. I we I we praised him going into the season for having the proper mentality for the shit show that was about to ensue. And what everything he just said there is completely fine. But what I this this is why the fits that he threw after the getting blown out by the the Patriots. That's what that's what pisses me off. It's like I understand you're frustrated because it's New England and they always do it to you and stuff, but what did you think? You thought you were going to beat them? You know, it's like all Jet fans are the same. Once they beat Tennessee, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God, we beat the Titans, who had, like, not one starting offensive player aside from Tannehill that day. And then they get blown out by the Patriots, and then they're losing their fucking minds again. It's like, if you're going to preach the process then preach the process. Stop with these drastic ups and downs through a season where you're lucky if you win five games. So yeah, that's all I have to say. That's, that's what I have to say. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, he's in the right mindset right now. But it's like, you know, they won one game and all of a sudden they think they have a playoff chance. It's like looking at, I, I'm going to keep referring to this NFC playoff picture that you sent me. Yeah. Uh, why are the Giants on there? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Give me a break. I remember the days when you would not be put on the in the hunt unless you had at least a 500 record. Unfortunately, those days are gone because with all the wild cards now, teams that are under 500 are actually in the playoffs if it ended today, like the Redskins. Yeah, that's and so, that's, uh, that's you're 100% right. That is the problem and, the, and what we've always said is the issue with the NFL, or I'm sorry, with the uh, NBA and – with the NHL and even what's kind of happening with uh, Major League Baseball, it's yeah the Bears. They have the Bears on here, dude. The Bears in the hunt. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. But no, but Goudreau, your your head's in the right place, and uh, you know I, I would say though, you know, thank God you beat the Texans, right? I mean, because you don't want to be worse than that team. <laughs> so good on you there. Because there's really nothing going on on that team. There's no rookie quarterback that needs to improve, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, and I, I going back to what I was just saying, like with the whole Mike White crap. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's just, I mean, it's a long season. A lot of days in between games, too, to just stew on shit. So I get it. But let's just uh, stay grounded for the rest of the season. Prepare to get your ass kicked in two weeks by my team again. And, um when Miami's sitting there at seven and seven, and tr- and actually in the hunt, uh, I hope it chaps your ass a little. Look at That's you! It. Look at you! <laughs> I mean, I just want to keep going because you know it's the Jets. But so you brought up a point that, or I while while you were going over that, it it reminded me that call from Jerry. One of the things that one of the big arguments that we had in our chat was about the Thanksgiving game and whether or not the the Lions should give it up. Okay. I've lived in Detroit my whole life and this gets brought up every three to four years. The Lions have a bad streak and they lose three in a row or it's bad games or this or that. And then everybody says, oh, we want to play Thursday. We want to, we should play on Thanksgiving. And I'm sitting there saying like, why do you care? None of these players want to play on Thursdays. They don't, these guys don't on Thursday night tonight, the Cowboys and the Saints, they don't want to be playing on Thursdays. What? So you don't have to sit there and watch 
a poor product on the field. It's poor product with whatever teams you watch. That game on Sunday night, was it the uh, the the Ravens and the uh, the Browns? That was a real mm. good game, 16-10. to 10. Lamar throws four interceptions. That was a good product on a Sunday night. Would that have been better than the game we got on Thursday morning? Like, I'm so tired of having to answer this. The Lions started the tradition in 1934. I don't give a fuck if you don't have a great feeling or a good time watching the game at your house on Sunday or on Thursday morning. Go do something else. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's the early game too. Like I'm never even situated at 1230 on Thanksgiving. Right. Like, you know, you don't family gatherings usually start, you know, a little later, at least two o'clock. I mean, I was on the road for the, I didn't even see most of the first half. Right. And exactly uh, I got it. to my brother's and I said, hey, what's the score? I took the under. And he's like, you're looking good. And I'm like, okay. And I hung out with my family, you know. You know, and for um, years. It's such for- a strange. I read through that. I wasn't a part of the conversation, but I did like like how I normally handle that chat. I go back to where I last commented and then I'll scroll through just to see what everybody's saying. Um, and I was like, why is this conversation happening? Like in everybody's lifetime everybody's basically at this point. Cause like when you said 1935 or whatever, it's always Detroit and Dallas. Like who cares? They tra- Miami lobbied to have their, them have the night game. Once they started playing that third game, Miami lobbied to try to have it a home game for them every year. And the NFL said, nah, I'm glad. Right. You know, it's, it's but not- still, it, why does why do we have to rotate that week? Like who cares? I don't need those games to be important. I don't need to be conflicted that I'd rather be watching the games and hanging out with my family on that one day. Right. Rather than you know? sitting there and talking to whoever, you know, whatever relatives you're seeing, you know, and that's, it's been a tradition in Detroit. We're used to doing it. It's part of what we do on Thanksgiving. And it's part of what you don't do. Like you're, you're used to watching the lions and whoever play. And, you know, Chad brought up the fact, well, look at the last four years, blah, blah, blah. And I had to prove Dallas is one in nine in the last 10 years on Thanksgiving. So go fucking shove it up your ass. Like, I don't like, it's so stupid. Dallas sucks too. I know. It's Dallas just, is not a good team. They are in a terrible division and therefore they can acquire enough wins every year to win that division. I mean, all I have memories of Dallas in the playoffs is losing. You know, obviously not going back to the Aikman years and stuff, but I'm talking about recently during this Dak Prescott era and whatnot. I mean, the the crazy, it would have been like 41-38 or 38-35 game where Rodgers went in there as a wild card and beat them. That that was the year I think they won the Super Bowl. That stands out to me. They always seem to lose to Seattle. Uh, Like first round, like, fuck Dallas. Yeah. Who cares? Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family. Don't worry about it. And Chad, in all honesty, you're you're one of the teams that actually plays more often than I shouldn't say more often than not, but you get to play Thanksgiving because you play the Lions quite a bit. And I love that. Yeah, he calls out how shitty the Lions are, and one of the games was against his team. You know, and, and it was like twenty four twenty or something. And for in all honesty, the mid two thousand like like twenty ten to or maybe twenty twelve to twenty eighteen. I mean, the Lions were like a team that was like decent to watch. 
mean, they had players. It's not like it's the Jets every year. Yeah, they're fucking horrendous right now. I don't even think they have a single player that anybody gives two shits about, except DeAndre Swift, who's now hurt. And, um, you know, it's just it just irked me because nobody cares. Just let it be. You can't just, like... Yep. Ugh, but Chad, yeah, Chad, that was what Chad wanted to talk about on Thanksgiving. But you know, by the time he gets to Sunday night, he's not even a Vikings fan anymore. Right. No. And so that's, you know, he, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, got his own cross to bear. <laughs> and perfect segue, TM, because Chad called in about his own team. What up, being sports cast? It's your boy, the Duke. Uh, and, uh, this might, this might be my last call for the season. Uh, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm tired of this. Go fuck yourself. I'm tired that we're better than our record shows talk. I'm tired. Yeah, really? Of whatever. I guess, like, despite I'm keeping up with traditions, uh, and calling in each week, because we know traditions are super important around here. Um, but I, I I can't do it. I can't stomach this team anymore. It's frustrating. They can't do their job. Zimmer's still a head coach. Fuck that guy. Um, and fuck fantasy. Fuck you, Chad. Like eight points from Trump. It's me like five. Just, I'm, I'm tired. I can't do it. I need to take a break. <laughs> Back. Make the turn. I was going to say, I'm tired of listening to your blinker. Turn already. <laughs> and they went on that stretch all the way to the last game to get into the playoffs or not, essentially. And so I don't really care. If we make the playoffs, we're getting our ass kicked. Um, there, are, there are things I like. Justin Jefferson. I, I like the kid's attitude. He has this a killer, want-to-win attitude. After the game, he, you know, he sat there. He didn't go... You know, exchange jerseys and have high fives. He, the dude was pissed. He wants to win. And I wish there was just more of that, that more mentality. We're out. Patrick Peterson, COVID. Cook, separated shoulder, who knows how long. It's it's just, uh, I, I, I'm tapping out. And keeping up with tradition in the Detroit way. Fuck you, we're Chad. We're probably going to hand them their first win this week. Yep. It would be like the Vikings to lose to a team like this. So, suck a Baba Dick. Did you turn? Did you turn? So I'm um, looking. Not not yet. Not yet. I'm I'm as he's uh, going on about the Vikings. I'm looking through their schedule. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, I mean, the only game that they lost that I might well, I guess the Dallas loss wasn't great either because that was at home after the bye. So that's not very good. And they lost at home to Cleveland too, which I mean, at this point Cleveland sucks. They're riddled with injuries, but they, you know, they were a lot better, say week four, I guess. But man, I'm going to actually veer away from the Vikings talk here for a second. Every time I pull up somebody's schedule and I go through who they've won, you know, who they beat and who they've lost to, goddamn, if there aren't so many bad teams in the so league, many bad like teams. I'm just like looking here, I'm like. Like, all right, well, you lose to the bank, uh, you know, at the Bengals and at the Cardinals. All right, that's when they were, you know, better than their record. Then they beat Seattle, who stinks. They beat Cleveland, who now stinks. They beat the Lions. They beat the Panthers. Yeah, right. 
And then it's like Dallas and the Ravens. The char- They beat the Chargers. They beat the Packers. So, you know, tough, hard-fought game at the Niners, but the Niners are going to be a playoff team. So why is this this game get you so down? I mean, you're competing with the – you beat the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are overrated anyway, but you beat the Packers, which are arguably the best team in the NFC. And then you you know you're you lose to San Fran by one score. So what are they? They're six and they're five and six. You've got Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago. That should be three wins. And then the Bears. Okay, division on the road. But Chicago come and on, then the Bears the next week. Win a game, right? And then you've got the Rams, who are beatable because the Rams. You go to the Rams schedule. They've beaten no one. Nobody. Who's over 500? No one. Not one over 500 team. That's a Stafford so, special right there, baby. I'm saying, yeah, oh my God. The Stafford Goff uh, November comparison memes <laughs> and stuff are just fucking hilarious. But, Chad, I'm here to tell you hang in there, buddy. The schedule gets a little favorable for you now at five and six. And really, you're only behind, you're only not in the playoff picture because Washington played shitty Seattle on Monday night. Like, just stick with it, man. Like, I think I think Minnesota can make the playoffs. Just, you know, avoid that bad loss. And I think they'll make it. I'm, I'm totally with you, Tim. I, I don't know. Like, I understand. You can be frustrated. But, I mean, you're not just in the hunt. Like, you're at the top of the wild card race. And like you said, you play in a shit-ass division. Now... If this call came after the Lions game and you guys lost, this is a different story. Yeah. But, if you lose to Detroit this weekend, pack your bags. Yeah, yeah exactly. Course, but. Exactly. But yeah, stick yeah. it. I mean, the NFC, and we talked about it early on this, uh, you know, maybe at the midseason, maybe a couple weeks in, like the NFC was the powerhouse. And now I'm not so sure. I don't know that, you know, there's still uh, yeah, some good teams yeah. at the top, but as a whole, but maybe that goes back to, like you said, everybody in the NFL is terrible. Well, they 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 probably possess the best two teams, at with Arizona and uh, the Packers. Packers, yeah. But we were high on Dallas. We were high on the Rams. Those teams stink now, you know. Um, well, and then and yeah, you got just, New England looking like a world beater, you know, on uh, on the AFC side. So yeah, all of a the sudden, Bills have lost so many games they should have won, and. And then and Tennessee's then the, the Chiefs so banged out, up, right? so they're falling apart. It's great, and the Chiefs are coming back. I mean, yeah. um, just real quick, the Rams. I just love shitting on this team now. Here's their win: Chicago, Indy, Indy is their only. Oh, they're uh, six and six. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm mis. I'm making a mistake here every time I say they haven't beaten a winning record team because they beat Tampa week three. But then their other wins are Seattle, the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. What is that? And then they lose They lose three straight to Tennessee, San Francisco, and Green Bay. Yeah. Three playoff teams. So, yeah, the Rams are no world beaters. That defense is by no means locked down. And you can trade and sign for as many guys as you want, but they're not getting better. They're getting worse. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting to and see. You would, say, you would say that's the Stafford effect, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it is. And, yeah. and Until he proves me. And listen – and I've, I've kind of flip-flopped a little bit on him this year. I thought maybe he'd turn the corner, you know, after starting, what, were they 7-1, and one? right? Something like that or yes. whatever, you know. And and maybe even before that, one. you know, maybe when they were 5-1 and one or whatever it was, 
you know, it was, okay, he's, he's doing things the right way. He's throwing for 300 yards a game. He's, um, you know, has 20 interceptions and, or I'm sorry, 20 touchdowns and a couple interceptions, or whatever, but he, you know, he's thrown a pick six in three consecutive games and there's nobody's fault. You know, one of them, I think went off whoever their tight ends hands are, but the other two were horrible. He had those back-to-back picks. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Damn. fucking Stafford all day, but um, he needs to prove it, you know? And apparently he's playing hurt or banged up, and even the I was reading that the Rams may be getting into some trouble because he's not been on the injury reports, but he's not playing necessarily, or he's not practicing, so he should be listed somewhere. Hmm. And he's not. So we'll see how that turns out. Um Inju- injuries is everything, man. I mean, honestly, as a gambler, I, I think my biggest mistake every week is not looking in deeper into injury reports because, you know, in the, the Buffalo going down to Jacksonville and losing nine to six, they like their O line were missing two key guys that day, you know? And you look at that spread and it's like, oh, minus 14 and a half. Oh, they're going to fucking kill the Jags. It's not even a question. Like, that is the most ignorant view of an NFL matchup, like gambling wise that you could have, like the, when it comes to the O line and the D, especially the offensive line that can affect the entire team's performance. You know, like they always say the game is won in the trenches. Absolutely. If you can put, if you can pressure the, the opponent's QB, you can make any QB look pedestrian case in point, the New York giants twice in the super bowl against Tom Brady. And when it comes to O line, if you can't block, you can't run your offense. And that's really, that's it, man. It's pretty cut and dry, the NFL. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, look at my team. My team can't fucking block wind. And we suck, one and six. All of a sudden now, we got Tua back healthy, just rolls out every play. So what we've done is we have made the offensive line obsolete. You know what? Get the ball in your hand and get as far away from them as possible and dump it off to somebody. I we, we, Last week, they ran the same play against the, the Panthers, I think, seven straight times. And I'm texting my chat group. I'm like, are we running the exact same play? And my buddy's like, it's not the exact same play, but he's going to the same option every time. And I'm like, no, it's the same play. He is rolling left and he is dumping it off to the tight end seven straight times. But it worked. Hey, you know what? 33 to 10, baby. Yeah. Make the adjustments that you need to, right? Yeah. Change for the personnel that you have and, and for what works. Giants Dolphins this weekend. These are the two worst offensive lines in football. I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm gonna obviously be watching, but it might be ugly as shit. <laughs> I mean, because they both suck. Yeah. Uh, something right. just popped into my head about uh, Goudreau's call. Uh, just talking about the draft. I think after this past weekend, the way that everything three, laid out, three there teams were, had yeah. back to back. Yeah, the Jets, exactly. the Giants, and the Eagles possessed two of top ten picks. Yeah, so Each. six of the top ten were from three teams, which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Three teams within like 100 miles of each other right. <laughs> on the map. Well, Two of them in the same stadium. I'm to the point now I'm uh, I'm actively rooting against Stafford because, you know, they're sitting right now at like the 20th pick before we're talking about the 32nd pick for those golf picks. Like, yeah, let's right. go, Rams. Let's go. Keep losing. Let's go. Plus All the right. number one pick. <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh, 100%. All right, here we go. Mulligan guy here right Last now. Last call. Last call of the week. 
Right. Hey, what's up, sports nuts? <laughs> hey, this is Patrick, Kansas City. Just giving you guys a call. Been uh, aiming the call for the last couple of weeks and keep getting tied up. Uh, anyway, just wanted to uh, talk about some stuff that TM mentioned last week uh, about uh, the consistency of the NFL and how inconsistent it is and things like that. And that's what I was mentioning in the chat was that, you know, winning in the NFL is really hard. It's not easy like a lot of us seem to want to think it is just because we don't play it or, you know, we just watch it. So it's pretty tough. Those guys are, you know, they get, that's why they get paid the big bucks. But yeah, and winning consistently is also even harder than just winning all the time. So it, it even shows. I mean, it's frustrating. I get it because I'm, you know, as a Chiefs fan, it's like we come out expecting to have our team just mowing some, most of these people over. I mean, I know that a lot of teams are good out there and we're going to struggle with some of them, but we struggled with teams that we didn't even expect to have to struggle with this year because it's like our team just disappeared on us. And it's because if they change things up and things like that, it takes a while. But, and apparently here in Kansas City, they're a little slower to learn than some of the others for some reason. But, uh, I don't know. I'm not even convinced yet that they're, full on ready to go now because I think um, I think I still need to see another game or two. But uh anyway back to what I was saying, it's hard to do, so that's why it's probably more inconsistent because you know, we just expect it to be easy, I guess. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um <clears throat> uh the, the fact that uh TM's looking for money tips. So yeah, Andy Reid after bye week is uh usually a pretty good solid bet, so and it's Denver, so that shouldn't be a problem anyway. But uh, uh, that's about all I had to say. And uh, looking forward to this next uh, matchup here to see what we can do. Um, I haven't heard anything on injuries yet as far as this week since they've been they were off. So um, if I hear anything, um, I'll let you, I'll bring it up next week when I call. All right, later. Bye. All right, so <clears throat> Patrick, if you hear anything. Before Sunday, Sunday night, please let me know. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use Patrick's call uh, to talk about something, PJ. I wanted to mention to you this week. So in my in the biggest survivor pool that I'm in, okay, Buku Bucks. Like if if we won it outright, you know, I'd be buying my house very quickly. So yeah, so seventy one. 71 entrants left out of 9,000, and we're still in it. So, this week's pick is the Chiefs. Um, we're one of the few people left to even have them still. And, uh, yeah, I love them. I was thinking that. I mean, off the bye, at home, Andy Reid um, against the Broncos uh, Sunday night. I love everything about the pick. Um so, any key injuries, Pat, please let me know before 1 o'clock on Sunday. Although, I don't think I would change the pick anyway. I mean, I just, I like where we're at there. Next week, we're going to have the Packers at home. Um, I think that's a Monday night game against the Bears off a bye. Really loving that, too. So, we had a couple tough weeks to get through. And uh, now, we, you know, we got to get to week 15 where there's double picks. But anyway... Survivor, 70 people left, so no option to record this Sunday night because I'm not going to have a repeat <laughs> of the night I was going nuts against the, with the Ravens. But that's the same pool here. Uh, we finished, you know, we, we cashed out once before us and eight other people or seven other people, and we're trying to do that again. So 
big Amazing. that's everything Amazing. now. Like I don't even really look at the spreads as much. I'm just like, who are we picking in Survivor? That game is on the second TV. <laughs> like I'm obsessed now. So Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. And very you know, excited. It's a great pool. Of course. I mean, it's freaking nine hundred thousand dollars involved here, but it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. As Patrick was talking there, I was going through the, you know, and we've given the Chiefs a, a real kind of rough time. And they started three and three. Um, except they started like two and three. But if, you know, if you want to compare a good winning or like good wins or a good record or winning record, go look at the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, sure, they've beaten some bad teams, but their losses are against really good i mean they lost to the bills they lost to the ravens you know that monday night game or sunday night whatever that was the titans the chargers which you know say what you will about the chargers they're they're capable of beating anybody um yeah yeah it's in division too yeah and then they they you know they've really been pouring it on here you know in november and then coming off a bye week you know between the broncos and the rest of their division it's you know i i think they're they're in good shape man they're getting, they're getting healthy and, f- and yeah, there you go. You said it. That's the thing. I mean, following my comments, I just made about injuries in the league. Um, now I bet I had bet on the chiefs to beat Dallas. Everybody was loving Dallas in that game. Um, I guess that was last week, right? It was the week before the Thanksgiving game. And man, did I just enjoy that? That's one of the games I've enjoyed the most all season because I was, you know, rooting for the chiefs, obviously, and their defense, the defense that everyone said just sucks so bad, including myself. And the broadcast just kept harping on it. You know, they've got this guy back. It was like Matthew and I guess it's Jones on the D-line. I'm not sure if he was the one. But just like these two guys just like wrecking the whole game. And, and Dak had nothing. And I was like, yeah, baby. Like, yeah. this is good. This And it's good for you – know, I was thinking about my survivor pool. I'm like, this is good for everything. I mean, like – you know, get get hot, baby. I you know I need you so many different ways. <laughs> Look at Taysom Hill. Holy Jesus! That's I I wasn't sure if you were watching your boy play here. Nah, the Knicks lost, so we're we're over here. I hit the over in the Knicks game, so I'm a winner tonight. And uh, let's go, let's go, Saints. <laughs> uh, that's right. it. Tim. That's um, have you looked at picks? I've What'd not. You say? Of course, I haven't. I said that was the last call okay. we had. So if you guys want to call in seven zero eight three one six eight eight two two. Yell at us, call, complain, tell us your team sucks, and then call back when you jump back on the bandwagon. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Jared, big game Monday night. Um, I look forward to my wife on her phone the whole time with the Bylanock and the Jared comments and all that all night. That'll be fun. The group (laughs) chat will be fun. Um, Fuck the Pats, go Bills. Matt, stay level-headed. Season's almost over. Chad, stay with it, baby. I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking your team. Stay with it. You're gonna play some postseason games. And uh, Pat, thanks for calling in. Please keep me updated on the injuries. All right, let's do this shit. I'm ready. I already got my picks. Okay. By picking the best I can But when they come and take my house and my car My wife don't understand I fucking suck at gambling Whoa Bring it down, bring it down Hold on, hold on, I gotta do it here 
the new setup, man. The new setup is... Yeah, this is happening in this game, by the way. I'm starting to smell it. People are saying to me today, oh, man, Dallas is going to kill him. Taysom Hill, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Taysom Hill brings an element to this offense I don't really think you can prepare for, and he's doing it on this drive right now. Dude, you yep. see he's got a sl he's got the a finger split. brace? Yeah, yeah, he hit a, he, yeah. He hit a helmet or something uh, early earlier in the game. So. Oh, that so that just happened? Yeah, just oh, happened. I thought that maybe. Yeah. Oh, jeez, oh, man. Yep. What a stud. <laughs> Look at this. Every play now is just I know him running. Him. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so quick update off last week. PJ makes his move. We are basically a half a game separates first and second here. PJ goes two and one, winning with the Bills and the Packers, losing on the Chargers. I myself get all cute with three underdogs, and I shit the bed. I go one and two. Only team that helps me out is my own team, the Dolphins. I am 16, 19, and 1. So here we go. Week 13 in the NFL. And I'm going to first start off by sticking with my boys because you know what? They're the only team that has been helping me out lately. The Miami Dolphins. Sounds like Daniel Jones is not going to play um, Sunday. If he doesn't, it's Glennon. If he does play, it's a neck injury. Uh, apparently, he played through it for much of the game on Sunday against the Eagles that they won 13-7 to and should have lost six different times, but Jalen Rager can't catch a football. So, I just love this spot for the Dolphins. Bring the Giants on down. Giant fans are so funny because for some reason, and I really don't know the reason, and none of them can actually give me a reason, but they all hate the Dolphins. And it's just so funny to me. It's like, in my lifetime, I've seen zero Super Bowls. But I've seen the Giants win four. So if anybody should hate anybody here, <laughs> it's me. I should hate the Giants, okay? So just suck a dick and give me the Finns minus four and a half. Because the way our defense covered the cover zero, Glennon plays... You're not stopping. You're not doing anything against the Dolphins. So two is throwing at about a 90% completion rate right now through the last two weeks. That is um, called consistency. Uh, that is called game management. And that is equal to wins. And here comes another win. And I think this is going to be a pretty easy win for my team. And I'm going to uh, enjoy another Sunday at 1 o'clock. Second pick. Oh, the Jets. Okay, so they beat the Texans. Okay, good for you. Now you're going to get your ass kicked because the Eagles are at MetLife for a second straight week. Last week was an embarrassment for the Eagles. The drop pass, the drop touchdowns by Rager. I watched a lot of that game. I got to be honest, Jalen Hurts is taking a lot of shit. And I feel that... The majority of his poor play is a direct result of drop passes and just, I mean, who who are these people playing offense for the Eagles? I mean, I Goddard know. has been useless lately. Boston Scott play, does not get touches on any other team in the league, but Miles Sanders hasn't played all season because of injury. Gainwell was like this little fantasy dick tease earlier in the season. He drops everything. There's the receivers. I mean, he's got Devonta Smith, but you just take Devonta Smith out of the game. Yeah. And you're right. Okay. So yeah. I like Hurts. I think he can make plays. I think he's got a good arm. And I think the Eagles are just going to be so pissed 
losing to the Giants last week because that game should have been an easy win. And uh, I'm going to take the six and a half. I'm going to I'm going to lay in six and a half. The Eagles. I figure they're going to win this game by at least a touchdown. They're going to take their frustrations out on the Jets this coming Sunday. Third pick. I'm going to go with a hot team here. Okay, a team that we kind of might have shit on a little bit early in the season, but has certainly seemed to get their shit together. Um, I wish we had picked on Monday this week because it would be two and a half, but it's still three and a half. I'm not afraid of Russell Wilson at all. I think Seattle is a sinking ship. He's injured and playing through it. And uh, all he wants to do is force the ball to lock it or anybody else not named DK Metcalf. So Metcalf just checks out by the uh, end of every first quarter, screws me in fantasy. And uh, the defense is garbage. And Jamal Adams is one of the most overrated NFL players of all time. Give me the Niners to just keep it rolling and really stick it to their division rival, the Seattle Seahawks. So we got the Finns minus four and a half, Eagles minus six and a half, Niners minus three and a half. Three favorites this week. Fuck the dogs. All right. Well, I also had San Fran down, but I will take somebody else. All right, we could, we could go family. We could have a family play. That's okay. Family play, yeah. Um, to keep it interesting. So the first, you know, there's a lot of kind of random, not random, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big numbers out there. Um, but one of the numbers I saw in here, the first thing that, that popped up for me was looking at this Vegas line with Washington. I think Washington's on this high, uh, you know, winning a shit-ass game, uh, you know, on Monday night against a really shitty Seattle team. You know, I I just don't see it with Washington. I know that, you know, they're kind of like the darlings right now, maybe because they don't have anybody. But I still think Vegas has something to play for. I think they have the talent. I think they're a little bit of a mess. But I'm going to take Vegas here. And what is the line I'm going with? Minus one and a half TM? Or do I have to take, because I've got two numbers here. No, I want you to go, we always do the DraftKings column. So take the one and a half, yes. Okay. That's different on my phone. So, All right, so I'm going to take Vegas, minus one and a half. I mean, essentially, it's a pick em. The game's in Vegas, which is a huge thing for team going all the way to, to essentially the West Coast. So give me Vegas, minus one and a half. Um, my second game... I'm going to take San Francisco minus three and a half because I'm too lazy to pick another one. So with TM, <laughs> I think, I mean, that was the first one that popped, you know, scrolling down. It's a Sunday afternoon game. I agree with you completely. We kind of shit on the Niners early, and now they're kind of coming back to where we, you know, maybe thought they would be at the beginning of the year. Uh, and Seattle is just an absolute mess. I was watching some uh, – was I watching PTI today, and – talking about Russ and where he's going to be and will he come back is it uh, is this play hurting his market value uh for the trade market or and is he a free agent I can't remember if he's a free agent this year or still a trade piece um I'd still take him TM on my team right now I'd take him I'd trade away the the first rounder we have from the night or from the Rams and sign Russell Wilson today all right, last game I'm going to pick. Uh, we talked about this team a little bit, and actually both teams. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 
damn mess. I don't know what's happening with that team. Obviously, Roethlisberger's terrible. Terrible. But playing against somebody like Baltimore, Baltimore's playing for something. I don't think Pittsburgh has it in them to continue to try to, to win. Baltimore, I think, is going to come out there pissed. I know they won, but I know Lamar was was embarrassed on how he played on Sunday night. Um, for, like I said, four interceptions, and most of them were pretty bad interceptions, kind of like Madden-type interceptions where you're trying to do too much. So I think Baltimore is going to come out. I think they're going to kind of show they're going to flex their muscle a little bit and um, I know it's in Pittsburgh but I'm going to lay the points lay the four points I'm going to take Baltimore and uh, assume that they're going to be able to, to pounce on a, a free-falling uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team so I've got Vegas minus one and a half again three favorites uh, San Francisco minus three and a half and Baltimore minus four against the Steelers that's it man all right, so um, <clears throat> Seattle, Russell would be a trade. Okay, I couldn't remember what his, okay, what his contract Yeah, was. he'll still be under contract. Um, now, there, I wanted to just make a couple comments about your picks. I didn't want to talk over you, though. So the Raiders at home, one, two, two wins. Two wins, so they're six and five. Hilarious meme going around. The only the only building in Las Vegas where the house loses is <laughs> Allegiant Stadium or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, yeah, that one's a that's a big one in my family because my brother Joe's a Raiders fan, and every time he walks into a casino, he fucking wins money. But so we're like, not not in this case, not, not in this one. Yeah, um, but a very interesting. I, I do like that pick. I do believe in the Raiders too. Um, I was having a conversation about them today because. All the bullshit off field they've had to go through this year. Yeah, um, it's limited too. Like, I mean, Carr really doesn't have too much to work with because Waller Renfro Carr? with with rugs with rugs gone now and Wallard's uh, been banged up. Like Renfro's been taken out of these games. Renfro was like seven to ten catches a week, and that's kind of gone by the wayside. So right, yeah, so Waller's. Uh, I don't think Waller's practicing as of today, no, or something's yeah. going. Yeah, he's, he's doubtful to play this weekend. So. <clears throat> But you know what, dude? Washington, I mean, I wasn't sure they would win three in a row. Now they're going to win four in a row. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they just I, – and I watched I watched a good amount of that game too. And they're just, you know, this this Heineke is – I mean, he's he's a story, you know. But – Yeah, well, they have 15 points. I mean, it's not it's not like it was a – Yeah, 17. Right? It was a two-point game. 15, yeah, 17, 15, was, yeah. yeah. Um, and then for the Ravens pick, I, I – like I love it, and I want to agree with you, but I did. I tried to go opposite last week with Pittsburgh and take the points against the Bengals, and you saw how that fucking worked out. Yeah. So yep. I think you're right. I mean, Pittsburgh is. I, I think they're just another sinking ship at this point. Yeah, and that's one. That is one where you look at that team, and then you look at other teams that are just on there, like the Lions or uh, the Jets or any of these teams. Like they're just on their way down. And it's going to be and, – and they've they have ridden that high forever, right? You always look at this. It's like Tomlin and um, who was uh, – who's their old coach? Pittsburgh. Um, Coward, right? Yeah, Bill, Bill Coward. Coward, yeah. Uh, 
they, you know, they've had two coaches in the same time that the rest of the league has had an average of like five or seven or something. I mean, it's something ridiculous. So it's about time for them to, uh, you know, get knocked down a peg or two here. And um, we'll see. We'll see. But I like Baltimore. I think they're going to be pissed. I think they played like shit. They know they played like shit and they still won. And they have something to play for. That's it, man. Um, There it is. Week 13. Here we go. I do have one other item to bring up as we close down the show. Can we talk about my boys manhandling the Ohio State Buckeyes? Oh, <laughs> look at that. It's so big. It gets talked about on two shows this week. Two on shows. Media. Two shows. Yes. And I can't believe yet. Yeah, if you listen to the big show, we had a nice uh, 30 minute uh, discussion on it before uh you know, it was mini Before sports any movie cast. and TV yes. was, was discussed. Yeah. <laughs> mini sports cast. And by the way, Eric Bylanok got his anus ripped open by Jim Law today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, it made me smile. So thank you, Jim Law. Thank you for that. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh. I give you a Whoa, lot of shit. Wait a minute now. I give you a lot of shit, okay? But I will say, Everything that you said was going to happen and everything you led up to this year did happen. Now go beat Iowa. Let's get to that That's playoff. Right. And uh, That's right. There. Fucking A, man. Week 14, conference championship weekend, and you are in it against Iowa. It's awesome. It is Number awesome. two in the country, baby. That's crazy. Let's go. They got to win, though. They got to win. Yeah, yeah. What was, what was the game you won, like 32 to 29? middle of the season and I, I made a comment to you like in a text like jesus that was kind of a weird one huh and you're like ah we're just not any good <laughs> now you're the number two team in the country that's that's college football man that's college football. <laughs> what a great saturday coming up though man georgia at bama yep yep um cincinnati's got a win uh oklahoma state like it's it's crazy and then brian kelly just checking oh, out on yeah. Notre dame <laughs> It's I know, do it. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable how a guy who essentially has a has a chance to go to the college football playoff just like, nope. See you guys. I need give me that money. Give me that money. <laughs> now wait, is he not coaching? I don't think so, man. I don't you wow. never they um they're already talking about who they're hiring. They're, you know, talking about their um, the D, the D, D, coordinator. D coordinator, yeah. He, D not coordinator. one, not one assistant coach is going with Kelly. So, right. I think it's just all it's all going to stay intact. And and we've they seen were, how, they're probably all like, "Fuck off, man. Good have good luck." You know. Now, TM, this is one last, and not to we won't get too deep into it. And maybe this is a topic for a different show. But do you, at this point in time, is Notre Dame or LSU a better job? Hmm, yeah, I mean, it's – so I think the – I mean, I've heard a lot of discussion about this. Um, I think the answer has to be LSU because you're in the SEC. So if you win your conference, you're playing for a national championship or, you know, you're going to be in the playoff. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're, you're, the conference you're in is nationally recognized as, like, one of the top two in the country, right? Big, Big Ten and yeah. SEC. And really, you're probably the number one SEC. Yeah, and then you got Notre Dame, 
Okay, tradition, right, Chad D? Tradition and, um, you know, just nostalgia and all that gold helmet garbage. But in the end, you know, you, you don't play the right schedule. You're not in a conference. And maybe Brian Kelly just is like, dude, I peaked here. What am I going to do? I'm not going to win a national championship here. Right. I mean, he's lost one game to Cincinnati, who is in the top four, and he doesn't have a chance, essentially. They won't, if, they if won't the, put him in, yeah. Yeah, they won't put him in. And I guess unless Cincinnati's got to lose, and a lot of shit's got to happen. Well, I think, I think for Notre Dame to get in is they'll, they'll have to win, and then, okay, so Georgia's going to beat Bama, I think, and that's got to take Bama out. I don't want to hear this fucking no, two-loss yeah, Alabama team is allowed to be in the top four this year because this is not a very good Alabama team compared yeah. to. I mean, they got lucky against years. Auburn this past weekend, and you know they yeah. they, they just they should have lost good. to LSU. They should have lost. They did lose to Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you were to lose, yeah, exactly. Iowa doesn't. Iowa doesn't go to the top four. Iowa, you know. This is an inferior team you're playing on Saturday. So, but does Ohio State? You know, I mean, Ohio State is still a good team. Are they better than Notre Dame? Probably. But Ohio State would have two losses, and they wouldn't be the big yeah, that is ten true. champion. That is true. Uh, yeah, but but then you're taking somebody. You're taking somebody who's not a champian. And I guess maybe it would well, be Notre Dame. It would be Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State is the other. That's yeah, at five. So yeah. Um. Anyway, there's yeah, too much, you know, that that's a whole that's been that's been the last three days around here, you know, talking sure, about sure. that. Well yeah, let's just see how this plays out and then once we have the playoff set we can really get into it. But uh I it's mean exciting, man. I'm big it's excited. I'm ready for Georgia to win. I'm ready for Bama to be out, uh, go Michigan and I'd like to see Cincinnati saying remember last year in a bowl game, Cincinnati gave Georgia a really good game. So I hope that's the one four. I mean, that's you can't hate that as the committee. I mean, that's a hell of a rematch. Yeah. No, and that's right. And then you, and then it's Michigan. Who Oklahoma would it be State, then? Probably. I guess it'd be Oklahoma State. Yeah, but would Cincinnati move up? Who knows? I don't know. That's true. Right. I think they just leave them right there for that rematch. Yeah. If they were smart. We'll see. Let's uh, let's take care of business on our end, at least my end, and. Uh, fucking win and and stop thinking about it yeah very exciting awesome all right well let's get out of here tm uh thanks everybody for listening we'll uh catch you guys next week uh probably tuesday or wednesday and uh we'll go from there so with that i say peace go boop go boop i fucking love you john snoop jim harbaugh You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting. For the most part, fans are dumb. Capable. Just... Huh?